Hello and welcome back to the Rams Writer Podcast. Simon Long here as your host. Unfortunately, no Chris tonight. He's a referee in basketball for some reason or other, but we're not alone. We are joined by season ticket holders, big fans, uh, Nick Webster and his son, George. Good evening, guys. How are we doing? You all right? Evening, mate. Evening, chaps. Good. Right. So, um, two games, two different results, two different styles of play, two different reactions after. A 0-0 draw at home to Cambridge, followed by a 3-1 win to Blackpool. Now, following the 0-0 draw, there were again, once again, calls for Paul Warren's head. Nick, obviously, we've, we've, we've had this before with you. So, what do you think? Why, why do you think, just because we drew a 0-0 against Cambridge at home, fans were calling for Paul Warren again? I have no idea. We need to get out of this whole self-entitlement that we should be battering teams 4-5-0 at home. Um... I don't understand it. I, listen, if we were losing 2-3-4-0, yeah, fill your boots. Go for it. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion at the end of the day. However, we had the hangover from, from Cambridge during the Blackpool game. You know, 30, 40 minutes in. I don't know. George, 30, 40 fans. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah somewhere. All your football is shit. Singing it. At 0-0. Not 3-0, Dan. At 0-0. Now, yeah, no, as I said, everyone's entitled to the opinion. How the hell does that help them players? The ironic thing about it is three sets of limbs that night and they're yeah. all, everybody, the old stand were going mental when we scored. So it's kind of, I don't understand. We need to be collectively together in all of this. We know the football's, okay, perhaps not the greatest, but we play some pretty good football Tuesday night at Blackpool. Um, and again, and I said to you, it's so apparent now that we're struggling at home because of that expectation, kettle, small fish. Whereas away from home, we're, we're playing playing pretty free-flowing football. Not as great, but, you know, there have been some good moves on the Tuesday night, I thought. Um, and it just shows you, you don't go to Peterborough and score four or uh, Bolton where we were really unlucky or Burton Albion where we never get more than one or uh, Blackpool where we get three. So it's clear to see that we're having an impact as a collective fan base at home. Mm, I agree. Well, here's, here's, a, here's a funny stat for you. So, after 10 games last season, Derby had 17 points. After 10 games this season, Derby have 17 points. No one was really calling for a senior's head last season. and But, yeah, all of a sudden this season, people are calling for his head. And, it's, and again, it's because of the home form. And I just don't understand it really. Why is you know what you, you touched on it then? You said you know we've got this expectation of battering teams. Now, obviously, we've spoke before. Obviously, Chris has spoke before as well about he's not happy with the product. As far as I'm concerned, I felt we played some good football against Cambridge. We just couldn't hit a barn door. Well, we couldn't. Even, well, the problem was they they defended. They they could see what we were doing, trying to get out wide, trying to get balls into the box. They blocked all the crosses into the box. And, you know, the chances we did have really were the one where Fornar somehow hit the post from on the line and then Waggy's header in the second half from eight yards out over, you know, headed uh, over the bar. Blackpool, I'd say, was a bit of a different kettle of fish. As you said, there was a little bit of a hangover and I felt that we did try and sort of play football. And I felt both teams were trying to suss each other out in the first 20, 25 minutes. Then we started getting through them. Um, then it kind of became end-to-end. Second half then, I felt Blackpool were all over us. And we sort of went, right, let's do what people do to us when we're at home. We'll sit back and we'll hit them on the counter-attack. 
And boy, did we. Um, okay. But, um, Tommy, this comes with a manager that knows how to get out of this league. Now, you know, you look at the... You know, and I don't, but if you were to look at the French, Italian, Spanish, third division leagues, you're not getting teams playing football, quick tic-tac or whatever you want to call it. You don't work like that. You've got to grind it out. We've got a manager here that knows how to do that. Um, so going back to why people would want him out, it really baffles me. Now, again, I could understand if we were doing a Sheffield Wednesday near the bottom of the table, you know, losing 2-3-4-0 at home or away. But we're not. We're doing absolutely fine. And I tell you, this fan base of ours can be so great at times, but it can also be so toxic at times. And we've got to be so careful that we mm. start on the same hymn sheet because if we want to get promoted, we've got to be doing that. We, we can't be singing, you know, that the manager's football shit, you know, <laughs> when it's nil-nil. Nil-nil, yeah. I mean, come on. It's it's not, not it's not a good look. It really isn't. And, you know, the, I think the performance on Tuesday night at Blackpool was exactly like you said. You know, we let them come on to us. And, and it was actually, it was great to see how resilient we were when it was 2-1. OK, they hit the bar. But we went and got third. Mm. This is how you get out of that league. It is, it is. Big plaudits for Corey Smith. George, probably his best game in a Ramshirt, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I've not always been one that's rated Corey Smith, to be honest. I think he's a bit defensive. But, I mean, yesterday, uh, not yesterday, sorry, uh, Tuesday, he was involved in two of the goals. You know, obviously, he took his goal really well, I thought. And then, obviously, he did the back heel, Barkays and got the ball, gave it to Collins, and we scored. So... You know, I think he's got to play like that week in, week out. You know, he's got to be more attacking, you know. Every time at home, I just think that when he gets the ball, he goes backwards and it's sort of like, oh, get it forward, you know. We want to score. And it's, you know, it's good to see. It's good for him because it's his first goal in, like, what, six years, I believe. Yeah. It was his last goal came against Man United. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. He's, he's a... He's a decent player, and I feel like he goes, he goes under the radar sort of thing. He's he's not one that like, oh, who's your best player? You go, oh, it's Corey Smith. You know, he runs the midfield. You know, but you know, to take that goal, I mean, it was an excellent goal as well, wasn't it? I mean, it sort of reminded me sort of like a box to box midfielder's goal that was. And so, yeah, really good goal. It was very Craig Bryson esque, I feel, wasn't it? But I, I felt what what happened there was what we were missing on Saturday and that was late runs into the box when we played Cambridge on Saturday there was just Collins and Waggon to aim at in the six yard area what Smith did was provide somebody late coming in no one picked him up he started his run from the halfway line so you know mm. for him to for him, for him to finish like he did you know for someone that's not scored in six years and to be honest watching some of the highlights if you look at the Kane Wilson miss the first one where he headed it wide from six yards <laughs> Smith's in the box there as well. I know. So I wonder if Paul Warren said to him, look, I want you in the box. Get yeah. in the box. I mean, he's, he's got to be in the box though. I mean, you know, you've got to have extra bodies in the midfield. I think, you know, with Fauna and Bird being, you know, mainly like the defensive midfielders, Corey Smith's, all right, he's not used to it as much. He's got to play that attacking foot, uh, the attacking role. I think if you've got a middle three of Bird, Corey Smith and... Fauna, Smith has got to be the furthest one forward or bird. And so he's got to be making them runs because I think when we play at home, especially, 
I've just been noticing it's just the two strikes in the box. There's not really an output sort of thing. You know, you don't go, oh, who's going to link the play up sort of thing? Oh, who's going to make the late run in the box if it falls to the edge? You know, but he showed that on a Tuesday night and, you know, he shows he can do it. So he's got to be doing that week in, week out. Definitely. George brings a good point there about only having Waggy and, and Collins in the box at home. Is that a fear factor thing that they don't want to concede? They're that desperate not to concede at home because they don't want the fans on the back? Um, not necessarily. I, you know, going back onto the Corey Smith goal, um, it was actually, you know, Mendes Lang that actually took a player on. For one at last, yeah. Yeah, in, to get into the position that allowed Corey Smith to score. Pretty much the same as it was with Barcazen and Collins' goal. It was Barcazen on the wing and put him through. And I think that, you know, it, it's crucial that if we're going to be playing wing-backs, and we discussed this before, or wingers, that they've got to be getting down the byline, so to speak, to, to get the ball into the box. Otherwise, it's pointless having them to, um, you know, Wagon and Collins, say for argument's sake, in the box. And I think that's half the problem. I don't think it's a fear as such, but I just think it's, a, I guess, maybe a skill and a confidence level of, yeah, OK, I'm going to take the full back on. And I know what to do. If you could replicate exactly how we played at Blackpool in terms of the wing play and Corey Smith doing the box to box, we'll have, we'll be absolutely fine and we'll score lots of goals. But we are scoring lots of goals away from home, to be fair. So I mean, what what was it like? Thirteen and five, I think I worked out. What's that like? Two point four every game. All right, Jeff. <laughs> it, it well apparently it took us twenty seven games to get four away wins last season. So. <laughs> it, it, it's insane what the, the difference but it, and again when it goes people go oh we've not got we don't score enough goals we've scored in every game this season apart from the Cambridge game uh, yeah the Cambridge at home game that's the and, only game we're not scored in this season and how refreshing is it to see Collins at Dagenham as well and Waghorn as well mm. and you know we were, we were talking about weren't we about McGoldrick how we're going to replace his goals and I, I made the point of that I felt that we'd actually be better off without him into not taking anything away of his quality Less reliable player, but we relied him on him too much, and we played a certain way because of him. We are now not. We're playing a different way, and we're getting goals from different areas now. Just need Mendes Langan, uh, Barquez, and Sibley to start chipping in, and all of a sudden you've got six or seven goal scorers in the team. Definitely, uh, Max Bird obviously made his return um, on uh, on Tuesday. He sort of played. He, he kind of played further up behind obviously as a, as a sort of 10 it looked like in the first half I felt he was invisible for the first 20-25 minutes but then he got involved uh, George what did you make of Max Bird's uh, return? Yeah I mean you know he's a quality player isn't he I think I, you know I think he needs to add more goals to his game I think you know if you're to be a top top player you know someone like Max Bird needs to be adding what like a good 8-10 goals every season you know, it's just, I don't I don't know. For me personally, I don't know if he's better as that traditional defensive midfielder, you know, where he's just controlling the game or where Warren is playing him now as like the number eight. You know, I haven't really seen much personally of him as the number eight. You know, hopefully, you know, he'll come on. Hopefully he'll score some more goals because, you know, I mean, against Cheltenham last season, he scored an absolute banger. So, you know, he's got it in him. You know, yeah, yeah. he's just got to be doing it consistently. Definitely, I agree. I mean, you, you, you look at him and you go, 
do you really want him sat back? And it's clear to see that Warren's playing him as the eight or the ten, just to sort of for his creativity to try and create chances. And he was, in, in fairness, it was him I think I believe that was involved in both Kane Wilson chances that he missed <laughs> in the oh, first yeah. half. How I, I, I generally feel sorry for him. The first one, fair enough. You know, you did come across to him in the box, you know, to head it. Yeah. But the second one, he did all the hard work, took it around the keeper and to miss from six yards out and practically an open goal. How refreshing though, Simon, is that someone in that position that he plays Mm. is getting in that position of the pitch. Oh, yeah. Look everyone on. Massive advantage, isn't it, for us? Huge. We know what he can do. And for me, the natural replacement is for him to replace Craig Forsard, personally. Mm. So we've got that extra element of an attacking play. He's crucial. He is. One player that me and Chris kind of touched on, but not much last week, is uh, the new signing, uh, Ryan Niambi. Quality. Quality. What a player. Quality. I mean, he he wins all the defensive battles, you know. I've not really seen, I've not seen much forward like going forward, but he's just reminds me of like someone that you could rely on, you know, if a winger's taking him on, you know, he's strong, he gets the ball, you know. And I think it worked on Tuesday night when you were play when we were playing the Ambe and then uh Kane Wilson just in front. It sort of gave Kane Wilson sort of like a bit of freedom to like run up the pitch, no not knowing like, you know, He's not like exposed in his position. You know, Niambe's there to cover. I mean, you know, for me personally, get him signed on to the end of the season, you know, January, we'll need him for longer than that. Yeah, definitely. I think he's our, he's, we've finally replaced um, Nathan Byrne. Yes. Because for me, I, I, Nathan Byrne for me was highly underrated. And we brought in Niambe and wow, uh, what a player. Uh, you know, it <laughs> just, as, as George says, you know, he's so defensively solid. And the fact that he's got pace as well, it will be interesting to see him, it, what he's like going forward. I mean, he has sort of dropped into like little pockets of space just on the edge of the box, but sort of gone, not really sure what to do with it. But one thing I found interesting as well, actually, is when we were defending, more so in the first half, that Kane Wilson dropped back and we played more of a back five. And you could actually see a line of five, four and a one. It, very interesting to see that. Um, it's a complicated game football now, isn't it? There's extremely. Kind of, yeah, it's like they're kind of told, aren't they, to drop into these spaces, make a bank of five or whatever it is. It confuses me. I mean, I didn't observe that. You did. I, I didn't. I didn't see that. But I, I imagine this is what worries me about football. Though they, they are told so much instruction that you know sometimes you kind of lose the natural prowess of, of what you're thinking to go and yeah. do something, whereas, you know, or out there on the attack, right, you drop in back five, whereas normally you'd think, well, just do whatever comes naturally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, it's the same thing. It's the, it's the goalkeeper, the whole goalkeeper debate thing at the minute, isn't it? You know, every team want, now wants a goalkeeper that can use his feet, and to me, yeah. it feels like keepers are getting better with their feet and worse with shot saving, so, you know, yeah. it is, it's, it's a very, getting very complicated, as you say. Um, Tom Barkhausen, I felt when he came on, he changed the game for us. I felt since he's come back from injury, he has been such a good player, whether it's an impact off the bench or whether he starts. 
weirdly enough, at the start of the season when he was injur- injured, me and Chris pointed out his body language said, I don't want to be here anymore. That's what it looked like. But I feel Barkhausen is playing some of the best football he's played, at least at Derby, but maybe at Preston, since he's been at Preston as well. He is absolutely quality in this league. And it's what we missed last season was having some impact off the bench. Now we've got that. I felt on Tuesday we had our strongest bench. When you look at the fact we could bring Barkhausen, Horahan, hmm. Horahan to come on midfield and shore up the midfield. It's so good to have that strength, and you, th- th- there's only numbers coming back. This is it, though. So I, this is what we're talking about. We're still in the kind of turnaround of transfer windows, aren't we? In terms of getting a, a squad depth, if you yeah, like. Yeah. I, I still think we're two or three windows short. Mm-hmm. But you look at the bench now, and you've just said it. All them plays, game changers that could have gone out. If we need someone at set pieces, we've got Horan. We need to mix it up. Barkhazen, Sibley, uh, Sonny Bradley. If we need a last-minute winner, we'll get Sonny Bradley up front because of the height. Lots of game changers, and, and you know this competition. And Barkays is going to thrive on this because he's going to be competing to to one end, obviously being in that lineup. Um, we know he's got the quality. We know he's got the quality. He just needs to perhaps do it on a more consistent level, and hopefully, if he stays injury free, we'll see that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought he did really well when he came on, and uh, we put him for a start, sadly. I mean, to be honest with you, I thought he'd start on Tuesday, but I think me and G both said that fitness, fitness you know, coming back from injury, um, perhaps a bit too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's great because it's offering really good competition and good competition means you get better out of players. Nobody's automatically starting. I mean, Collins hasn't automatically been starting, has he? But yeah, he's no. banging them in now. Yeah. So we're starting to see a good team come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and... and you know, I think that's going to put us in pretty good stead over these next few months. But that, that, do you think? Do you think it's possible that we're going to run now? You know, let, let's be honest. We're four, four unbeaten in the league now, and yeah, yet, right. we're st- yeah, yet we're still getting people moaning about it. And you're thinking, well, it's because they got nothing better today. And I, be honest, I, listen, you, you, right, Portsmouth, you know, top one, top two, aren't they? I don't know where they are on the table. They're, they're the unbeaten. First, we, we, first, we, we, first, we, first yeah, beating them. And yet fans are screaming out. Yeah, exactly. So, you look at that's a massive point. Oh, massive, massive point. You know, I I just think that if we just sing on the same hymn sheet here and just back him, we're in a really good position. We're not, thankfully, I, I didn't want this, but I didn't want us to be in the top three straight away because all that does is add more liquid to the um, expectation levels, doesn't it? And we, we don't yeah. need that. We're in a good shape of form. We're not losing. We're not losing, and that's the difference here. We're actually not losing. Um, Bolton, yeah, okay. Um, you know, we, we know what happened with that sending off. That was a bit of a game changer. We've lost, lost what, one one and a cup game at home, if I remember our Oxford as well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oxford, yeah. yeah. But we're, we're, not, we're not getting smashed. Things could be worse. We're in a good position. Let's enjoy the roller coaster ride. I am. I've been I mean, years. I mean, also, like, you know, I was checking the league table earlier because obviously we got a game in hand. If you know, we could potentially go third if we win that game in hand. <laughs> and I mean, no, but like, you know, it's so it's so tight. I mean, when everyone was moaning, we were only what six points off top. This is what I mean. It's the old daftness about it, isn't it? You just said we could be third, and you've probably still got some of our fans that saying, "Sat the managers, sat the coaching staff, sat a lot of them." I know it's ridiculous. We're going to have two games in hand on some people soon because obviously the Charlton game is going to be rearranged for internationals again. And I'm thinking, oh, 
I was quite happy about League One because there wasn't going to be international breaks, but we're still getting international breaks. And it's yeah, we've got to be annoying. careful about that because I think there's going to be Reading in November as well um, when we're away at Reading. We've got to be careful, especially if we um, progress in the Papa John's Cup. Um, it's going to start Win making up a little bit congested. And sometimes yeah. we don't want added pressure being on games where we're playing midweek and perhaps, you know, other teams are not. You kind of know what you've got to do. Sometimes it can be pretty worse. But, um, yeah, I mean, it gives him more time on the training ground, I guess, at the start of the season where we're still bedding the new players in, which we are. So, yeah, yeah you know, it, yeah, might work all right. We we can we can we can only hope. <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. It has been. I've just found it, you know, so bizarre this last week that on Saturday I actually felt I thought this is such better football than what we've we've seen. So clearly he's he's scrapped the three at the back. That's gone now. We know now we're a four at the back side. Um, and. I came away from from the game on Saturday thinking we're unlucky there. We should have won that game. We had, we we just you know they defended well. Cambridge did, and then obviously Tuesday I, I thought we're getting battered here. Just the, the, I just thought we, we're getting we're getting handed it to us here. And then when obviously Smith because let's be honest, Smith's goal came against the run of play. You know, and then I, and I still felt when that second goal went, and I thought we've, we've, that's it, it's game over. But to, the, the only the only disappointment was conceding that goal. I I, I could not tell. I mean, I, I've seen it on the telly, I've seen it on replays. I could not tell if it took a deflection off uh, Erin Cashin, and that's why Wildsmith didn't get to it. But I felt we, I think we have to uh, you know take some credit there. That I suppose when when they hit the bar, I wouldn't say it was a game changing moment, but I felt it was a moment that Derby went right. We need to wake up here, mm. and. I was actually quite pleased to see that we didn't just sit back and right. We need to sit back, protect this lead. We did look to go and get that third goal. And you know, again, Corey Smith wins the ball back, little nutmeg, and obviously ball to Waggy, Waggy to Barkhouse, and Barkhouse. And that's a lovely ball in. And Waggy seals the deal, makes it three-one. We can all go home happy. So I, I just think you know there is different, as you pointed out, Nick, there's different styles and different ways to play football, especially in this league. Yes, we can play football on the ground. We proved that against Lincoln. But sometimes when you play against the likes of Blackpool, who are going to want to play, especially at home, want to play football, sometimes maybe it is better off just to sit back, absorb the pressure and, and beat them on the counter-attack. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I felt that's what we were kind of doing on Tuesday. But, you know, aside from them hitting the bar, I didn't really feel that they were having a goal with shots. And I just, they, it just I think Wildsmith made one save. Yeah, was that what it is? One, one save? Well, okay, that's good. I didn't know that. But it was almost like we were just organised. I just felt we were organised. We knew, everyone knew what they were doing. And, it, you know, yeah, despite them keep coming on to us, they weren't getting anywhere. They they were actually really struggling, and if, if they've only got one shot on goal, I kind of says it all. And that, again, that comes down to game management, and that comes down to experience, doesn't it, of the manager? And, and I have to say, I don't know about you, George, but I feel we've I, I feel this is one of the most solid defense solid we've looked defensively wise in a long time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was saying I was saying like um, earlier that you know can't remember. Like we've not really conceded many goals recently. I mean, you know, one yesterday, one on Tuesday, 
And then before it was, I think we were like, we hadn't conceded a goal in for like three games. And I think, you know, I think also, you know, when they scored, I was like, I still felt like we were going to win because it's starting for me to get to the point where now we're not typical derby. If they score one, we'll crumble. It's sort of like, right, we'll get a third, you know, we'll put the game to bed. And I think, you know, if you're going to Blackpool, they scored in like the 73rd minute, you know, they got 20 minutes to get a second. It's sort of like, you know, you've got to see out them games and, you know, we put it to bed, you know, 3-1 counter-attack and at the end of the day, it was, I thought, a typical away performance. Yeah, it is. How many times did we say it last season where, well, obviously not many, but well, actually, regardless of whether we're home or away, how many times do we see teams last season sit back and all of a sudden, we'd lose 1-0. You, you could look at it and go, Derby have had 77% possession. Mm. We'd lose 1-0 or something daft like that because teams have just sat back and gone, right, we'll sit back, absorb it, counter. Because teams get frustrated when they can't score. And that's when mistakes happen. And I, I feel and I feel that's what Derby capitalised on. Not mistakes necessarily, but Blackpool pushed men further and further up the pitch. And when you've got pace like Mendes Lang, like Barkhausen, it's, it's easy, easily exploitable, and and I, I think I think you know tactically, Warn, uh, Warnock, Warn got it absolutely spot on. <laughs> but you know, it, it'd be nice for him to get the credit he deserves, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, you know, because it's again going to get out of this league, it's, it's tough. You you can't just go powerhousing expecting that. Not in this division anyway. That you know you're just gonna be all out attack and keep the ball. And they're going to be scoring three or four goals each game. It's not going to work like that. You've got to game manage it. So, like you were just saying, when it's 2-1, you know, get them on the counter rather than just, you know, perhaps sitting back like how we used to, how we used to do. So, it's, it's refreshing to see. And, and, and fair play to him. He deserves the credit because he's he's had a hard time at the minute. He has. He has. I don't know why. There you go. I, I, yeah, I know. But in fairness, uh, the way you can look at it is you can go, yes, we've got fickle fans, but what club hasn't? Because... Most clubs, you know, most clubs, if not all clubs, would be the same. You know, they want to win every single game, and especially a club like you know we think we are. We we think we're a big club. We do. You know, what what other teams getting twenty seven, you know, twenty eight thousand fans at home games in League One? But there's lessons to be learned from all that, though. In that, you know, look how long Leeds, Sunderland, Sheffield, they're big clubs. You know, similar size, fantastic level. That, 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 that's one of the reasons why they were down there because they felt the same that anybody, you know, little Cambridge coming to Derby, uh, to wherever, they should be turning them over three or four. Now. That's why they spent years down there. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you look at someone like Luton or Exeter that are pushing above, you know, Swansea in the Premier League, Cardiff in the Premier League, you know, Bournemouth in the Premier League, little expectations, you know, or collective fan base being together. Um, I, I just find it crazy that we're not on the same hymn sheet, but we're not getting beat or smashed up the park. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah I get it because you would understand it if we're going to if if you know if Cambridge came to us, smashed us three 0 at home. You'd, you'd oh, probably yeah, understand I it. it. I get it. I get it. But I, I mean, I don't go to watch. I guess, and I've got to be careful how I word this, but I'm just going to say it. I don't go to watch good football. I go to watch Derby play football. If I want to go yeah, watch good football. I want a short break to Barcelona or Real Madrid or go and be a, a tourist and have a half-half scarf, go and watch Liverpool or Man United or something like that. 
I'm going to watch my new in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch Derby. And the calibre of football is going to be different in the third division versus what it's going to be in the Premier League. As much as it was a different when we were in um, the old second division, when we went up to the Premier League and we started playing the football with Bayano and Aranio and, and One Chop. That was very different to Sean Flynn and Daryl Powell playing at the baseball ground trying to get us promoted. You play at what level you play at to get out of that league and then you build. So I go to watch Derby. I don't go to watch good football, if you like. If there's good yeah, football yeah. on show, great. But it would not influence my decision one iota. No, exactly. We're there to obviously support the team and you know, you know, support them, whether they win, lose or draw. So, um, Right, we'll go on to some questions. I've got quite a few uh, comments and questions. So the first one then um, is from... It's from Facebook. It's from, uh, it's from a friend of mine, actually, Sean Hopkins. He says, it's a big, long one. He says, right, big man. I said I wouldn't comment until we had got to 10 games. <laughs> He's a schoolmate of mine. Um, I said I wouldn't comment until we had uh, got to 10 games when contacted back a few months ago. Paul Warren. He's still the right man for the job. He is building. If it takes another year, fine. He would get us out of this league. I'd rather go out and do an Ipswich than go up and come down again. Think he, has, think, he has le- think he has learned from this. Players. Phil was still missing a Didzy replacement, but if we can chip in goals across the team, this would be fine. We also have a number of players coming back from injury, effectively new signings in one way. Promotion, maybe. Three points on Saturday and we're in the playoffs, and that's at the quarter point of the season. Quality of finishing. Better away from home, but I think this will improve. Could we do the opposite of last season and get more points away from home? If we could take our chances more, though, like against Blackpool, win a win a chicken dinner. There you go. <laughs> Simon for your next podcast. Also, I love this one. Also, your grumpy mate Chris. Also, get your grumpy mate Chris down to Goose Fair to cheer him up. <laughs> we know he's a bit negative at Simon, bless him. But he makes some good points there, to be honest. And you know, we've 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 always been poor away from home, <laughs> and Pride Park's been a fortress. And for this, for for some reason, at the minute, away from home. We are finding it easier for for whatever reason, you know. And it, it, I think it will just be one of them. I think it's one. It's the teams we've played. Um, you know, look at you look at like you know, we've had Wigan, we've had Oxford, tough games. They're not going to be difficult. Cambridge again. We they're a team that have, they beat Barnsley at Barnsley. You wouldn't expect that, you know. So they come and they 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 sit in and they they look to again turn the counter and or try and nick a goal here and there and it makes a good point about you i mean obviously you've said it earlier on nick about didzy not being replaced well he hasn't but what we are getting is goals coming from elsewhere goals coming from waggy goals coming from collins but i think we do need a goal more goals coming from midfield yeah personally yeah yeah um, i mean is it the nail on the head with what he said really and i think Replacing the old Didsy thing, um, it depends what what we're kind of thinking replacing him with. Are we talking a number nine here or are we talking a kind of a Louis Sibley kind of player that just sits off the striker and it's going to chip in with 10, 15 goals? Um, it depends which way you look at it, doesn't it? Um, at the minute, quite a few players are scoring goals and I don't think goals are necessarily an issue. Um, but yeah, we're crying out for that attacking midfielder though, aren't we? Yeah, you know, attacking midfielder. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty evident. But look, if there's no one out there that we think can be better, then I'm glad on the other hand that we're not spent, you know, splashing silly money about because just because we need to fill those boots. Hmm. You know, we've got to remember this. that, And again, 
I will always remember, you've got to remember a couple of years ago, the situation that we were in. Mm. This is still exactly, a work yeah, in yeah. progress, isn't it? And and I think going back to the whole home form, you know, there could, there could be many reasons behind that. We had the first year when we were administration, you know, when we felt everybody was against us, the atmosphere was electric. It would have given the players an extra quite a few percent on that. Um, then kind of last season, you perhaps look at it, we were strong at home, weren't we? Um, Last teams last season. Yeah, and then this year it's just kind of, it's almost like the the seesaw's gone that way, hasn't it? And it's filled up with expectation now. It's, rather it's, than it's probably the expectation five. though, because we're battering teams like I mean, Morecambe five nil, Forest Green four nil, sort of like you know, teams like Cambridge, Fleetwood. It should be the same. It should be four nil, five nil. That's like the fans' mentality at the moment, and I think. I think people are calling for Paul Warren's head because what he did last season, I mean, you know, a team don't go on a 20-game unbeaten run last season and, you know, are a bad team. So I think it's, fans know what Paul Warren's capable of. It's just we've underperformed, well, we've underperformed this season so far. And it's like, you know, just fans calling for his head. It's interesting, actually, because if you look at last season, Cambridge only just beat 1-0. On a Tuesday night at Pride Park, and Fleetwood, we lost, didn't we? Did we lose against Fleetwood last season? 2 0 at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. So, yeah, so it's it swings and roundabouts, it, isn't it? If it was that easy to get out of this league, all those clubs that I've mentioned before, plus Charlton, plus Ipswich, mm. Portsmouth, I could go on and on, yeah. would have been out after year one, and they've not. There's a reason for that. Mm. It's because you can't come into this league that you're going to be turning them, those teams over. Don't work like that. These are proper, in my eyes, proper footballers that really care about playing football and that are doing it for the real passion of the game. And that's why when they come to big clubs like Derby, Sheffield, Leeds, or whatever it may be, they, you know, put on more of a show because it puts them in the shop window and they want to prove something. And that's why it's so tough to get out of this league. Definitely. <laughs> I like this one. Craig Venus says, do you think if we got four points the other way around, so we beat Cambridge and we drew against Blackpool, we would be a lot happier? And secondly, do you think we can now go on a run like last season after Warren seems to be starting to get training ground intensity and tactics over to match days? We are unbeaten in five and only lost one in eight games. My opinion is just to get out of this league by any means necessary. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Do you think, I'm going to show this on you, George, do you think had we beaten Cambridge and drew against Blackpool, people would have been like, yeah, sad. I mean, personally, I'd have it the way it was because I think I think if you think about it, you know, Blackpool, you know, no disrespect to Cambridge, Blackpool's a better team than Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's sort of like, okay, we're beating the, the better teams in this league, but we're drawing to the teams that aren't. So it's sort of like, you know, we can we can beat the big teams, you know, we can beat the better teams, you know, but we have to get the results against smaller teams. I think if we'd beaten Cambridge and drew to Blackpool, it's like, you know, all right, we've won a game at home, but we've not beat a team that will be in and around where we are come end of the season. Yeah. I think it's 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 positive to see that we are beating, you know, I mean the likes of Peterborough, you know, Blackpool. We're beating the teams that are going to be around us next season. And, you know, like I mean, I mean, I mean, I might get proven wrong, but you know, I don't think Cambridge are going to be near us come end of the season. So you know, I won't take it as a concern. 
because I think, you know, we are beating the teams that are going to be around us. And, you know, they're the most important games because you want to get the points against them, you know, so they drop points and you gain them. But for me, it's not a cause of concern because I think, you know, we've got enough quality to beat them teams. It'll just come in time. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because last season we couldn't beat those around us. Well, you look at it, we we, um, we lost against Plymouth twice. Sheffield Wednesday drew and lost. Ipswich drew and lost. Peterborough, maybe the win and lose. I can't remember. Oh, no, I think we beat them both times at home and away, don't we? If I remember right. No, we lost to Peterborough. We lost away. We lost, oh, yeah, we lost, yeah. Um, and Barnsley, we beat them at home and lost away. So yeah, it's a good it's a good point to be honest because last season we couldn't beat those teams around us. Those you know, and you expect Blackpool to be up there or put you know there or thereabouts, you know. And you look at like, as you said, I agree. I don't think Cambridge just had a bit of a freaky start and they they were in the top six after three games and people were like, oh my gosh, Cambridge, yeah. But then the reality hit him. <laughs> I was actually listening to Dino Mormory on the way back uh, on Radio Derby. He was doing his segment with Dave Fletcher and. The Burton know, manager. Yeah, and he yeah. was quite complimentary in the front Cambridge four, saying you know how well they are, how good players they are. And he said they got another four on the bench that are pretty decent. Now I'm not taking Dino's word for it, word for word, but just maybe we kind of underestimated Cambridge somewhat um, with the quality that they have. And you know, I know they didn't really pressure us, but at the end of the day, they didn't concede. And for them, it's a great point away from home, wasn't it? And we, we just couldn't break them down at the end of the day. But again, if Mendes Lang had scored in the first minute, yeah. it's from six. Yeah, he kind of uh, got, he keeps doing that. He keeps getting the ball stuck under his feet. and Just put it like, 20 yards in front Yeah, exactly. I'm he's got it. the gas. He's, got, he's running against a 35-year-old centre-back. I know he's going to win that race. Well, I know. Yeah. I, we, I, that's another thing. I think you know, and I, and I kept saying it on Tuesday night to George, we so lack that pace up front, you know. Definitely. Thinking, we, we, what, what's that player? Got, that John Joe Jones or whatever it is. Uh, John, oh, Charis John Jules, yeah. Yeah, Charis John Jules. I think he's going to... He'll do something. Because he, he, for me, he offers the pace for the for the middle. I think, you know, we're sort of having to go out on the wings. I mean, Menes Lang Barkeys. And, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, the ageing sort of thing, so the pace isn't going to last and when that pace does eventually go, which it will, where's the pace coming from? I mean, you know, apart from them two and John Jules, is there really any quick players in this team? I mean, like going forward? Wilson potentially, Ward potentially, you know. You see, I think they'll be better utilise in other positions though. Yeah. yeah. Should be a situation where we want to get play them in their preferred position and then strengthen that attack. Now, if we because yeah, I'm not, in, I'm not convinced by Washington still. Uh, I think he offers something different, but you know, it's the game. But I don't think he's sort. He's not no. for me personally. He's not really, you know, the solution long term. I mean, he's 31. You know, you come in for a season or two. I was, I was saying it to you before the window that we need, um, we need players between the age of 23 and 27, and I think that will come in the next two windows. I mean. What were we linked with? Uh, what's his name from Charlton? Corey Blackett Taylor. Yeah. No winger. You know what? He's twenty-five. You know. That's what he's about him. Yeah. No, he's got no. And Tyreek Fossey. I'd have him as well. He's still a free agent somehow. See, there we go. See, you should be on, you should be on their recruitment board, mate. Definitely. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that game, the Cambridge game was, was shouting out for somebody like John Jules because they had no pace. If we could have got in behind them, they would, you know, they were done. We saw on a couple of times at Barkhausen and got in behind. And you look at Mendes Lang, every time we had the ball in the wing, they put two on him because they knew that was that was where the, that's where the trouble was, the pace. They didn't have it. So Absolutely. But I think as well, Simon, we all know that. Paul Ward knows that. And sometimes the transfer market conditions don't allow you to get that kind of striker in at the right price. Yeah. So we've just got to be, you know, mindful, I guess, of one coming out of admin, you know, so you know, so near that we don't want to be past mistakes from last. But also that the, perhaps the quality is just not out there at the minute. We, it's clear and obvious that we need that striker with pace. It's so, so clear. And I think that's why Jules will come in because he's that, that player to offer that. But it doesn't mean that they don't know that because it's so obvious that we do need it. Sometimes it's it's just refreshing to see that we're not just splashing silly cash out just because someone's fast. Because it don't yeah. even work out, is it? No, exactly. And you see, actually, from the last couple of transfers that came in, the likes of your Kane Wilsons and your uh, Nyambis, they are in that age bracket. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the so, it, you know, we're not just looking at, you know, players that are in the thirties and whatnot. We are, we are, you know, looking for that that age bracket. And to be honest, when you look at the, you know, look at like obviously the likes of you know, Sonny Bradley that we bring in and, and Curtis Nelson. Yes, we're in the thirties, but first, exactly for a centre back, that's where you want them. And when you've got someone like Cashin next to him, there's your youth. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I totally so agree. It, it's yeah. finding that balance. And the midfield, uh, Fauna as well. Don't get George started on Fauna. No, I tell you what, on a, on a, um, wow, on Saturday, some of the touches he did, and the best thing what I had, there was a little kid, bless him, sat in front of me, and um, there was a time where the ball like had gone, and Fornar stretched his leg out, kicked it over his head, and then turned and played it back, and I went, I can't believe our best player is an ex-Forest player, yeah. and this, this lad turned around and went, what, who is? And I went, Fornar, he was like, he's from Forest, I went, yeah. He's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, he couldn't believe it, bless him. He's in his youth, bless him. Oh, but yeah, Fornar, wow. You know, what a player. That, do you know who he reminds me of? And it's sounds stupid. The way he is with the ball at his feet, he reminds me of one chop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know his big, long, dangly legs? And the way you think the ball's getting away from him, the next minute he's pulling it back. He reminds me of so much of Palo one chop. It's unreal. And to, to get him... Again, another player that I felt, wow, that's, you know, it, against Bolton, he scored the own goal. It's like, oh, God's sake, another, you know, but since then, he, he's not let it affect him. And I think he's just grown into that midfield and he's he's made it, he's made himself virtually undroppable now. Hmm. George, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you have your say, honey. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. dying to come in and say what he wants to say on that corner. Let me have a go. <laughs> he's my favourite player alongside Kane Wilson, you know. I think, you know, he's. He he runs. He's starting to run the midfield, and I think you know if Paul Warren goes for the four-two-three-one. I mean, imagine a midfield two of Max Bird and Tyrese Fauner. Mm. I mean, for me at the moment, that is you know championship level midfield in my opinion. You know, I think you know especially with him being what twenty-four, he's got years. He's got years in him. You know, you can build on him. You know, he can stay for quite a long time. You know, he. You know, he, he just looks so composed on the ball. He also, I think he also adds that bit of bite. I think we've missed that since Shinny's gone. I think we've been a, quite soft in the midfield, you know, and I think, you know, I mean, against Cambridge and Blackpool, you know, challenges were coming in left, right and centre, you know, clean ones, not like dirty ones. You know, he, he 
he's starting to cement his place in that midfield that you'll go, you know, who's going to start today? The first player on the team sheet, Tyrese Fauna. You know, it's starting to become that way. I, I agree. I just think that he's definitely got something. He's got, he is, he is absolute quality. And, you know, you think you just, you just, yeah. I'm mesmerised by him. Him and Niambi, I've literally fallen in love with over the past couple of weeks. You want sorry, Nick? <laughs> one trippy, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to work out what they were singing. That's what it is. It's from oh. the league one trippy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, loving it. Do you know what, though? It's really nice to see him and Fauna come over to the fans at the end, giving it some. Mm. You know, and I've said this for a while. You kind of want players to buy into what we've got at our club because, you know, I may have been a bit critical about our fan base, but at times it can be absolutely superb. Very close. We call players by first names rather than surnames. We think we know them and we don't. But to see them two come over and really buy into kind of what we're trying to do as a club is really nice to see, considering that they've only just recently joined. And, you know, you know as well as I do, if you start getting that bond with a fan straight away, they'll give you an extra few weeks before they start criticising you. Um, and, you know, I just think it's nice to see. Nice to see. Which brings me on to the next next point, actually, quite well. Uh, Martin Lawton says, do you think playing in front of 25-plus thousand supporters should really make that much of a difference to professional footballers, hence the difference between home and away results? And he gets a reply from Roy Gibbons, says, perhaps the team need more vocal support at home like they get when they're away. Then again, last year, Pride Park was a fortress. Interesting point. There is interesting points, and two points on that one. Yeah, one hundred percent. I totally agree with the home support, and you, you know, I mentioned it when we're one 0 against Portsmouth for fans screaming out. Okay, that's my first issue. Second one is a really, really good point that he's made there. Yes, he, for a professional footballer, yeah, it does play in front of twenty five thousand. Paul Warren touched upon it and said we don't want players coming here that can't handle playing in front of twenty five thousand. It's all very well when you're banging the goals in at Cambridge when you're playing in front of six thousand. You're going away to Exeter with, you know, four or five thousand. There's a huge difference playing in front of 25,000. Only a footballer can answer that. The amount of pressure that it puts on you. Pressure why, cooker. Why do you think England keep missing penalty shootouts for all over the years? The pressure that they feel in front of them, because they know. It's, you know, these aren't professional. The, the players that we've kind of trying to get are not ones that have played in front of 40, 50, 60,000. Bar they maybe the Mendes Lang and you could argue Barquet's in it um, at Preston, but it is a big thing. It is a big mentality thing. Um, and that's why we've not made some of the signings because we don't feel that they can, you know, do what they do in front of 25,000. Too much pressure. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, point, yes. It has. It's a brilliant point. Um, and again, yeah, it is. And, it, it, and it, goes, it goes without saying we are, you know, our our fans expect big things, you know, from being in the championship, from, from having you know 25 plus thousand fans every week but we had players in a squad that were used to that yeah now we've got to build from players that aren't used to that do you know what the ironic thing about this all simon is that we say with this we say with that you know i've been following dog probably over the way 30 years i've seen two promotions we're shit <laughs> yeah i'll give you that yeah <laughs> you know, what 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 planet do we live on we kind of think that, you know, we've been playing and doing this. We've done two promotions and probably spent, yeah, I can't remember, four, five, six years, Prem, maybe, combined with that one year. I mean, I've had 20-odd years. I mean, come on, we're not, we're, we, we seem to think we're better and bigger than what we actually are. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, they are the facts. 
two and that's promotions, done. two promotions, and only one where there wasn't a playoff final. Yeah, and that stems from the fact that we've won the league twice back yeah, in the seventies. Yeah, hundred percent. But times move on. You know, we how many times do we sort of get at Forest fans for living in the past? Yeah. We've won two European Cups. Yeah. We're now doing it. it you know, it's oh. it's how it is. I did hear chants actually on uh, on Saturday of uh, Champions. Was it Saturday or Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday actually. It was Tuesday night, Champions of England. You'll, you'll never yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing <laughs> is, though, it depends, it depends what kind of fan base you're talking to, don't it? It's like when Leicester yeah. come, you know, Champions of England, you've never seen that. And then, you know, we've seen back twice Champions of England, you'll never yeah, ever so see that. That was the cup game, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that well. Um, but yeah, so it is. It, that is a, it's a very valid point, Nick. Two two promotions in six seven years in the Premier League in the past, what twenty years. no thirty years? years. Yeah, Crikey me, am I that old? Bloody hell! Well, I remember it, the first promotion as well. That's yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know George has been following him in a way now for not like, seen one. He's not seen one in you know eight, eight, eight years. How old it? Eight, eight years. years. Sixteen. So not we're not in sixteen years. Because he was born Arsenal away, so. That's all, obviously oh, when no. it went downhill. So you think even back to then, since the last promotion, seventeen years. Yeah, yeah. Are we really that big? Mm. You put it that way, Nick. Yeah, because we. It just it just shows how long we. And I think the problem was, you know, we we got promoted. We you know far we shouldn't have been promoted, or if we got promoted, have owners that are going to you know put some corn behind what you know what what they did. They didn't. We got relegated, and then we we fested in the bottom ends of the championship. McLaren came in, turned it out, and all of a sudden we—that's when we went. We're massive again. Yeah, yeah. We had a few years of expectation level, but you know, you look at it now. You fast forward when we absolutely, you know, showed Brighton off the park in both of those two legs. Forward ten years or whatever it is, eight years. I don't know whatever it is. They're in Europe and look where we are. You know, make no mistake about it. That QPR game. If we had, you know, kept that peak team, we'd have been in Europe within three, four years. Yeah. yeah. But, you I, know. I think I agree. I absolutely agree with that. So, and that was I'm the plan. Is, that that was the former owner's plan. Was, <laughs> well, it, well, it was, but, you know, was, we talk about expectations. Are we just saying it's because the owner goes and spends money? Or is it the size of the club? Or is it a mix of both? That's a good point. It is a good point, but, yeah. Maybe, 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 yeah. You, you've absolutely just everyone's thinking now. Seventeen years, no, seventeen yeah, yeah. years, and one relegation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, no, two or technically two relegations. Two. One yeah. from the Prem and then one from the yeah. Championship yeah. to League One. Sorry, oh, yeah, I forgot. Totally forgot about Liverpool away, March. If I remember right, but yeah, you know, it's been a long time, and you know, I feel that certainly the fan base that what we've all collectively been through has been absolutely tragic. And, you know, and I said quite a few years ago, we've been on a roller coaster here and, you know, there's been lots of lows and trust me, when it does get to that high, let's all be on the same page and let's all enjoy it because we all bloody deserve it. We really oh, do. Yeah. Without doubt, without doubt. Uh, next one, Roy Gibson. Yeah, he says, it is a matter of details and a little bit of luck, isn't it? We could easily have had more points at home and possibly less away. He has got a point. When you look at the games we've lost at home, the the Wigan one especially, was it the Wigan? Yeah, two mistakes cost us on that game, and there was the for, the Fozzie shot that he should have got his second goal, and it, it just yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
but it is it, there it is fine little details that you know things could go right things could go wrong you know blackpool could have scored rather than hit the bar and all of a sudden it's two points this week and and not you know not three we don't concede late against portsmouth three points against portsmouth you know yeah it's it's far, it's far margin sign but for me you know it's I think the first, you know, four or five games, we the, the first six goals or so that we conceded, five of them were just simple mistakes. Whether it was Nelson just passing the ball or Cashin passing the ball to their attacking player, them scoring, yeah. it was it was them kind of mistakes. It actually wasn't skill that was getting, you know, getting um, the bad, uh, getting them to score against us. Mm. And now all of a sudden they seem to have been eliminated because maybe we're all a bit relaxed. We kind of know each other, don't we, players wise? So. You know, there's nothing to dramatise here for me. There really isn't. No. And uh, Michael Tooley uh, says, great show, lads. Michael from Rupert. Do you think Derby have turned a corner now as we're getting our injured players back? And do you think we can just get stronger if we can keep our players fit? George? Um, Yeah, I think, you know, I think the amount of players that have been out injured, um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's, you know, the training, you know, if they're working too hard, they just get injured, you know, sort of, it sort of feels like an injury prone squad at the moment. You know, I think, you know, if everyone gets back to full fitness, this team, you know, is, is like really good. And I think, you know, I mean, we'll probably say it and we'll probably lose to Cheltenham 1 0 soon as they've not scored all season, you know. Uh, but yeah, I do, I do think we're turning a corner a bit. I think. I think fans are starting, you know, to, I think, you know, I mean, apart from Blackpool, I mean, I think fans are starting to realise, you know, you've got to get on Paul Warren's back, you know, if, if we're, if we're not on Paul Warren's back, then it's not going to happen, you know, yeah. it will, it will turn toxic and it will eventually get to a point where we'll just get smashed one game and that'll be it. You yeah, know, yeah. we have, you know, got to keep, keep the face of with one, I mean, all my mates were saying at school, they're like, oh, pull one out, pull one out. And I said to them, I said to them, give it till next time this year when he's had three windows to change it all up. And, you know, if we are not doing well, then yes, you can form an opinion on him. But I think at the moment, you've got to realise he's only really had one window to change everything. You can't, you know, you can't change anything overnight. I think, you know, you've got to give him time. I think in January, I still think we'll bring in a good four or five players. You know, I think, you know, you've got to get the right balance. I don't think we've got it at the moment, but I do think there's a turning point. Yeah. A couple more then just on TikTok. Uh, Fozzie says, will Niambi still be getting game time after Ward's back? Oof. Uh, well, you'd hope so. It's uh, an interesting one, isn't it? And, and I think the answer's got to be, yeah. That's not him. Don't change a winning team. Exactly. Yeah, that's right back in my opinion. Yeah, I, I I prefer Ward higher up the pitch. In all fairness, is is I think he's got such a good ball on him to yeah. cross into the box. You, you can't be having him lambing what, what, what does it back. offer us that we haven't had in a while? Competition at right back. Who would have thought yeah. it? I know. Absolutely great because and not again. You put him on the bench. He's a game changer. You know, you need to get boxers in the you know last five minutes. You need a goal. You get him on. Yeah, Sonny Bradley up top if he's on the bench as well. That's two different game changers right there that you've got. Yeah. One that can get the ball in, one can knock in with his head. Mm. What a position exactly. to be in. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's finally, it's, yeah, it's come together. And then the uh, last one before we move on to 
Cheltenham. Uh, Julian Stone says, I think the Ambien Fauna have transformed the team. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> More options and out- outlets going forward. Smith on fire also. Although we do, ha- although we have picked up in previous games, do you think we still need an out and out striker? I do 100%. I, I, do you? On, do really? I don't know. On when, <laughs> okay, against Cambridge, I remember when Waggy missed that header. <laughs> yeah. I went, yeah. I literally went, why did we not buy a striker? I shouted out, why did we not buy a striker in the window? This is what happens. <laughs> but then obviously we go to yeah. Tuesday and it's just, it's one of the things, isn't it? It's to look, you know. I, I, I don't think we do, so I, I genuinely don't believe we do. I, I, think we've got four, I think we've got four players that all offer something different. Age isn't on their side. But I think for this season, unless someone really good comes in, then I think the four that we've got are more than... Well, we don't know about Jules because we haven't really seen him, have we, as such? But, I, th- I think he'll come good. I think he I sort of... I think he, he reminds me of a Derby striker, you know, not one that... Just, let's be honest, we haven't really had, like, let's say, an out-and-out goal score, you know, 25, 30 goals a season. All right, McGoldrick, but he wasn't like, you know, out-and-out, like, you know, cross the ball and he's going to tap it in. I think John Jules sort of like, you know, links the play up sort of thing, brings the midfield into it. And I think that's where the likes of Max Bird, Fauna, Smith, Horahan are going to get all the goals, you know, because at the end of the day, you don't need someone that's going to bang in like 25. If everyone gets about, you know, 10 goals a season, still the exact same amount of goals. And it's better because it's coming from more areas of the pitch. I agree. You, you know, you look at... Um... You look at you look at I know it sounds ridiculous. We look at Man City. Yes, Haaland got the majority of their goals that season, but they get goals from everywhere. Yeah, you know, whether it's Foden, Grealish, Rodri, Kyle Walker. Now they get goals to Bruyne. They get goals from absolutely everywhere. And I think it's a great it's a good point. Why do you need one player that's banging you twenty five goals in when you've got four or five players that are getting you 10, 15 goals in? I mean, you, yeah, come, yeah. you you become predictable as well. I think if yeah. you've got someone that's like scored twenty five goals, I mean, last season towards the end of it, everyone was knowing, everyone was sort of realizing that opponents realizing like man, Mark McGoldrick, keep yeah, that again. Exactly. Man, Mark McGoldrick. You know, if if it this season it's sort of like, well, you know, who's going to score? You know, what they're going to do? I think John Jules. I think he, when he comes back, I think he'll be a very important role in this team. I think, you know, he's been brought in, you know, just, you know, not just for pace, I think, you know, for creativity. Because, I mean, when he came on against, um, I think it was Bolton, when he came on against Bolton, he sort, he was sort of, you know, getting into them positions, winning a, a couple of fouls around the edge of the box. I think that's what we're going to need. Yeah. I know, I do. I agree. I think, you know, he does look at, from what I know, it's only YouTube clips I've seen have been bought again and what we've seen at Bolton. He does look like a player that, he can get into spaces. He can run in behind defences, stretch defences. Seeing it's like a home game as well. I, I think I think he'll play more an important role at home than he will away. Yeah. I think you know I said it before. I said I said that that Collins. I think he'll be more important in the away games. You know the Tuesday yeah. nights. You know the one nils, the two nils away from home. Whereas you know is he really effective at home? You know big pitch. It's not really worked for him so far in his Derby career at home. Yeah, and I think that's where you get the advantage of Waggy having played here before. He's used to it. Yeah. You know, he's used to our fan base. And 
in fairness, I, I, you know, I, watching the end of the game, you saw Waggy. He took everyone over to the Derby fans, and you actually think, well, actually, you know, when you've got someone like Waggon, knows the fans, know what they want, and what the fans want, then you just, you know, you follow his lead, mm, and. Definitely. You know, so I think, yeah, you, you make a good point there. Collins last season was better away from home. And again, I think he'd be a better away from home this season. That's and you're going to rely more on Waggy. But that's, again, that's the option you've got now. Rotation. Yeah. That's the crucial thing about it. Is, is, you know, we're talking about it now. All right, Washington comes on. You know, if you need the game stretching last 20 minutes, then you bring Washington on. You know? We've got options, and and that's the really good thing about it at the minute. You know, we're talking about number nine, and we're thinking about not playing him at home. That's pretty pretty unheard of, really, if you think about it. But we've we've got that option there. We actually can say that, and we've not been able to do that for the last couple of years. So it's great. Exactly, but we can't be at home every week, and we're again we're away this weekend against Cheltenham. So Cheltenham then um, struggling. One one little Cheltenham written all over it. <laughs> Don't. It's because they've not. I like, when it, they've not scored, have they? Is it? They scored in the cup against Bristol Rovers. That's the only goal the they've league, scored this they? season. Oh. Not scored in the league. Curtis Davis got sent off as well. I know, poor man. That that was it. That that was the one, wasn't it? You thought, yeah, you know, see Curtis Davis again, but yeah, it's saying that. And the way, the horrible thing is that they drew against Portsmouth as well. Mm. Yeah. Cheltenham did, yeah, they drew against Portsmouth. Yeah, really that, was, that, that was away from home. Wow. Did Portsmouth do what Derby did then expect to be bankrolling them or rolling them over and then end up coming away with a draw? And if they wanted their manager out. Um, possibly, possibly. But I mean, yeah. <sighs> okay, first of all, then, we'll go, what team would you go with? Now, because obviously we've got a, we've got a, lot, to, a lot of players we can actually choose from now. I'd go second yeah. team. It's got to be the same team, you know. Same same starting eleven or the eleven at finish. I, I I'd go the same starting eleven. I think you know, Barkazen's. You know, I I see Barkazen, especially with getting his fitness up. I think you know because he's not fully fit yet. I see him more coming off the bench. That's twenty. You know when they're because I mean I don't really think Cheltenham. You know have got like a pacey defence. And I think you you get Barkazen on last twenty minutes. You know if we're one then up. They'll, they'll have to push for a goal, stretch the game. You know, he'll come on and, you know, hopefully do something. So, I'd go the same team. Nick? Yeah, I, 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 as boring as it's going to be, I absolutely echo what he said there, um, literally to the point of Barclays. And I must have mentioned it at the dinner table or something. He's just carbon copied what I was, what I was <laughs> But no, so you, no, you don't change your winning team from the last game, really, especially away from home. And, yeah, there's arguments about Barclays, and I'd probably agree with what George said, and that I would leave him for the last 20 minutes. I don't. There's no reason to change unless you think there's a change. Unless it's like a bit of fitness. I I was just going to say, so our captain stays on the bench then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, who are you dropping? Exactly. It's that same old drop question. Corey you Smith can't. If he scored, you're not going to no, drop Corner. You're not going to drop no. Max Bird. So. No. Maybe, maybe, just maybe Horahan would come in for Bird, maybe on a fitness point of view, maybe. That, that that's the only thing I could see. I, th- this, is, this is, again, you mentioned actually Collins. I think, again, someone like Horahan might be used more at home, yeah. simple before his set pieces. And yeah. the fact yeah. that he's used to playing in front of big crowds. Yeah, he's used to, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, 
yeah, I, I can't see any reason to change anyone, to be honest. Um, as harsh as that might sound on Barkhausen, who got what? Two, did he get two assists, Barkhausen? Uh, yeah, two assists. Two yeah. assists. <laughs> and doesn't, doesn't start the next game. Maybe if he scored, perhaps. But it was the, only, the only thing you could look at, you go, well, we'll bring him on for Mendes Lang and that Mendes Lang loose. Do you know what? That's not a bad shout. I look back at what Mendes Lang offered us that game, and without sounding too critical, it was probably only that run that, we, that he scored from. You know, this kind of run that we want all the time and that we don't get. Yeah, yeah, I could actually, it would, you know, if if he Barcason came in for Mendes Lang, you could go, okay, yeah, you probably deserve it. You offered two assists, you only offered one. I mean, I know. And then he'll be beating the shit out of Kane Wilson for not heading that one home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of feels like, though, that like Mendes Lang, you know, especially, he just seems like he doesn't, like recently, he, he's been playing awful, but sort of getting assists and goals. And I don't know how he just, he, you know, I mean, he got one against Carlisle and I said, you know, he was knackered after 60 minutes. I was like, you know, take him off, you know, he's knackered, but he still managed to get an assist. He's... I don't know, is, is he better starting or is he better on the bench, you know, coming on as the super sub sort of thing? You know, him and Barkays and sort of feel like, sort of like similar players in a way, you know, they'll take a man on. All right, Mendes Lang's probably a bit quicker, but, you know, they, they are sort of like the same players. So, you know, if it's Barkays and starting on Saturday, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like put it past one to make that decision. It, that is a, decent point actually you bring up because I felt with Mendes Lang especially on uh, Saturday I was like he's drifting in and out of the game but every time he's got involved in the game he's actually creating something yeah this, well, this is the frustrating thing about it Simon though isn't it how many we just want him to do more because we know what he yeah. can do he's so fast that it's just like the battery runs out too quick he's clearly not a tourist <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah, he needs to switch to Duracell from the cheap Tesco it. ones. That's what it is. Do you know what? If Barkhazen was looking at it right, with Mendes Lang getting called up again, and I presume for October game, and I presume he will get called up for the November game if they've got games, which I'm sure they will do if everyone else has, he's going to be even more knackered because of the jet lag and everything else that comes with it. Barkhazen must be looking, thinking, I'm going to get that position, I'm going to get that shirt off here. Yeah. What we might see is Mendes Lang just kind of slip down the pecking order. Um, because we've been playing international football at his age and bearing in mind we know his body can't last 90 minutes in a game it's going to really take his toll on him isn't it oh well, yeah without doubt and I mean um, so Warren I believe said in his press conference today that Ward um, and John Jules were back after the international break all of a sudden then you've got four fit wingers yeah yeah great competition <laughs> and that that is that is Paul Warren's wet dream. <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? You know, yeah. it, this is not something that he kind of really had last year when you look at him with the bench. I mean, still got your favourite player to come back yet, sir, after injury. Where's he fitting in? Oh, I am. Oh, yeah, Liam Thompson. Yeah, two game wonder. Well, I forgot about him. That's. He had two good games, then got injured, and it was a bit like. <laughs> And now you go in, and but this is it. He he changed. He changed games. He had impact on games and made a difference when we needed it. And he gets then he gets injured, and all of a sudden now you go in. Well, where's he come? Yeah, yeah. 
great. It's great. It's, it's, it's such a different situation that we're in at the minute. And, you know, when he does come back, he's going to struggle. He's going to struggle. Because we're not going to play... As I said, you're never going to play him on the wing when you've got four, five quality wings. can't play him as a wing-back either. No, no. No. It didn't work. No, and, and this is it, you know. And I, I've said, I said on the last show that Derby need an identity. I believe we're finally finding an identity. And we need a sort of some sort of consistent start in 11 which we are now, I, I, I get it. You Okay, say 11. You always want that back five the same, the goalkeeper and your back four. That now seems to be a consistent, you yeah. know, Wildsmith, Fozzy, uh, Nelson, who, again, another game, is absolutely, he's absolutely grown into this team. Absolutely. Um, Cashin and uh, uh, Niambi at right back. That, that back four is sorted all day long. You can't change that now. The midfield, yeah, granted, you, you could potentially mix things up for you know against who you're playing creativity. You look at the wings now, and you go, well, Wilson, Barkhausen, Mendes, Lang, two out of three every game can start up front. Now you've got you know you've you've got rotation there. Waggy, Collins, that's what you want. It, it, you know, as long as you've got that back five that's sorted, yeah, that's going to give you consistency in defence. Then you change it, it depending how you know what team you're playing going forward. Yeah, I agree. But so I, I, I also think that you know Fauna and Smith have kind of nailed their roles. I'd say I don't think we're going to see them two drop. So then all of a sudden you're then thinking, okay, that leaves Bird, it leaves Horahan fighting out for one position. Then you think, you think it, do you think it might be that Bird might leave in January if Fauna and Smith keep this up? Well, uh, yeah, it's a good question. But we, yeah, Simon's talked about this for a very, very long time, and I've had my opinion on it that when you, as much as I love Max Bird from a stat point of view, he's not done it. It, it did, it did make me chuckle. Um, Sean Barker said on a, when he says, "Oh yeah, Max Burr's playing the ten. He offers you know creativity and goals." I thought goals. <laughs> what yeah. goals? Where yeah. he's had one goal in how many seasons? Yeah, you know, know. So it doesn't offer you goals, and if you're playing him as a ten, you you want someone that's going to offer you goals. Now, see this podcast, I was going to bang on about Corey Smith, but I mention him every single week because for me, he's Mister Consistent. He is, yeah. He is, as George said earlier on in the show, he is that player that keeps he keeps everything ticking over. Yes, he makes mistakes occasionally defensively, gives the ball away, but he'll always track back and he'll always try and win it back. That's one thing he does do. He doesn't go let his head drop and go, Ugh, and then just let someone else deal with it. So for me, Corey Smith, you know, I've said it every week. He is he, he for me is a seven out of ten every week, and I'm you know so glad that he's finally got some reward for his for his hard well, work. Yeah, do you know what? If he starts adding a few more goals to his game, over the year. Yeah. Because that's what we notice, isn't it? It's not just hard work and consistency. Mm. You know, it's got to be goals, hasn't it? Or you know, something along those lines. And well, if, for, if, me, for me, for me, if, if Dizzy goal. didn't get twenty five goals last season, Smith would have been my player of the year. Yeah. People yeah. that understand football, and that's no disrespect to others at home, but people that know the game know what he does. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. coaches level here, not your average mm. fan like me. But people that coach the game and manage they will know how important he is in the cogs of all of this. 
Oh, it was like Michael Carrick. Nobody used to know. Nobody yeah. used to notice Michael Carrick in games. Yeah, they didn't. No one went. Oh, what a game, Michael! Carrick. And then it wasn't until I guess he got older and, and he went. Well, oh, actually, Michael Carrick and players started. You know, players would do pre- you know interviews that are players that used to play with him do interviews. Oh yeah, Michael Carrick, one of the best players. He didn't notice him. I felt and like for that me, when Daryl Powell left. Yeah. And I know, and I know, Michael Carrick's a bit extreme, but it, it, it kind of puts them in your head that it goes, ah, I see what you're saying now. But yeah, yeah. Daryl Powell, another player that just went about his business, kept the game, kept the midfield ticking over. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that and that that for me is what Smith did. That midfield battle is something I feel that we've not had a midfield where we go right who we're playing since for ten years now. Yeah. Since we had Hughes, Thorne. Bryson, Hendrick, and Eustace. Yeah, yeah you bang with them, mate. You bang on. We've not had a midfield that, uh, that, like this that we can go, shit, I don't know who to play. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's great. And you know what? Competition's healthy. It's good. You, sometimes to, to, to get the best performance for, from a play, you need, you know, not to think that you're automatically going to be starting, uh, which I'm sure Horahan probably would have thought maybe a year ago. Um, I don't think he'll be thinking it anymore, which is great because then we start thinking, okay, let's get another five percent out of him now. Max Bird, yeah, yeah. I'm Max Bird. I'm 23. Mm. You know, I've been linked with Championship because <clears throat> I must be starting. No, absolutely <laughs> not. This isn't the case, Sunshine. It's for you to prove why you need to be in that team because yeah, we got some good midfielders. Definitely, and I, I just on that, I, I, I wonder if someone's had a word with Aaron Cashin. Because for me, his performances have improved. Absolutely, they have. You have have to give him credit, though. You know, in fact, we were talking about last time that I came on, and I was questioning where his headspace would be. Can you imagine? You know, kind of set up for like, you know, Premier League move. Um, That's no. I'm sure he wouldn't have had any disrespect to Derby, but you know, move to the Premier League, set up for life, living down south, nice, and then all of a sudden, you know. You've got to go again playing third division football when you know your big moves gone. That must have been a real hard thing because he would have been thinking his head, okay, they'll come back for me in January. So if I just stay injury free, I'll be fine. He was absolutely putting his body on the line on um, on Tuesday night. He Super was loving it. Especially, especially when he came to the fans. When yeah. he came to the fans, you know, he, he, he was loving it. You know, is it, you know, he's had a word in saying, we're going to sell you in January or, you know, is a new contract going to happen? Because, you know, I'd keep cashing. You know, I don't think he has really anything else to offer. You know, as in like, I don't think he can improve his game as much because he already seems sort of like a mini complete defender. You know, what else is in his games that, you know, he could offer? But he's still a very valuable asset to the club. So, you know, I think he's got to get tied down to a contract. You know, he's a very important player. I, I potentially think it could be one of them Jason Knight scenarios where we give him a, a deal just to keep some value in him and then we sell him anyway. Same, yeah, potentially, same with Max Bird. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we've got to start looking in January going, we've got so many players here that run out of contract this season. Who do we want to keep? Yeah, and that that's that includes start some... getting tricky in January, I think, because it's going to be stick or twist time, and we're going to have to make decisions on certain players. Um, I would like to think that they would show a degree of loyalty and sign a new contract, but be allowed to leave. Yeah, agree. Okay, so 
that's January, but this is now, this is uh, obviously prediction times now for Saturday. Score predictions. Uh, George, I'm going to go with you first. Right, well, I said 1 0, but I don't, I don't think it will be. I think. I think 3 1. I think we'll oh, He's put a goal in there. He's put a, he's put a, he's put a I, goal I, I, in I there. I think they will score, but I think it will be like 3 0 and they'll score in like the 86th minute. <laughs> goal scorers? Um, I think Collins will get two. I, I, I think Collins away from home. And I. Uh, I don't know. I see Tyrese Fauna getting one. Oh, shout. Hey, Nick, just thinking about it. Last time you were on the show, can you remember it was before we played Lincoln? And what score did I say? And who did I say yeah. were going to be the goal scorers? Yeah. Yeah. And who did I say was going to score? He did score. Barkhouse and Sibley. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Forget asking me what I think. What do you think? I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on, go on, Nick. I'll, I'll let you chuck your score in there. Well, actually, I don't know if it's five or some, but <laughs> whether we think the same, but I actually thought 3 1, except that I'd think that Cheltenham were going to score in the first minute and we'll all have a little mini meltdown. But then I think Collins will. What, like last time when he scored in the first minute? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for that corner. It was a yeah. corner, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I'm going 3 I'm going three 1 Derby. I, I feel that the confidence is high um, and we should be pushing, um, you know, to try and get the. As many goals as we can, so that's why I'm going 3 1. There's no reason why we shouldn't be. Scorer? Collins, two. I don't oh, know about He's copying me at this point. Huh? He's copying me at this point. Wait, you, I, that, that's why, you know, when you said it, that's why I went like that because I knew that's what I was going to say. I'm not going to go Fauna, though. I'm going to go for a Max Bird 30 yarder like last time. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> right, mine then. I, yeah, yours is the important one because you, you get it right. <sighs> I've only one, only once in about seven, <laughs> in, in about six seasons of doing this. <laughs> um, I'm going to go four 0 Oh wow! I, I just think we, you know, we're going to rip them to shreds. I don't know why. I just, I just, I just fancy to. For me, we're at the we're at the stage of the season where we were last season, where we'd started to gel, and it was like, right, let's start ripping. The yeah, out of teams, and I think Cheltenham. No disrespect to him, but they are where they are. Yeah. Do you do you, you not know, the, think this is a test of the players' mentality that they can go out and do that and prove it? It it is, and that is what I was going to say. I, I feel that sometimes last season we got too complacent when we played these so-called minnow teams, if you like. And I think it's time now that you know that Paul Warren says to him, "Go out there, show this team what you're about, what you can give us." Don't be complacent because they will fight. Doesn't matter that they've not scored a goal all season. And go out there and show them that you're Derby County. And that's all he can ask for. And I think we'll go do that. And I, and I personally think Collins will bag. Mendes Lang will bag. Uh, Curtis Nelson's going to bag from a set piece. And uh, I'm going to go Corey Smith with a second. Hey, hey, feel it, mate. So, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm going for. But yeah, I, I generally think Cheltenham, Derby, this is where Derby need to put a marker down and show yeah, the league that they mean business. It is. It is when they're bottom of the league and they haven't scored. You, you've got to be, you know, they're at the lowest yeah. they'll ever be. So we've got to punish them. It's as simple as that. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you, you've got to, if you want to win this league or get out of this league, you've got to be brutal. And that means going away to teams like Cheltenham, t- terrible run of form, and just, just, just put them out of misery. 
That's true. Exactly. But interestingly, though, as you pointed out, they got a point at Portsmouth. Why did they get a point at Portsmouth? Because they dig in. Well, you know, they've got heart, they've got fight, you know. Yeah, so, but if we score an early goal, they've got to come at us. And I think if they come at us, it's the best thing, you know. We don't want them sitting back. Because, I mean, you know, I've, you know, looking at the games that we've played, you know, we've only had like what? 36. I mean, Blackpool, I think we only had about like 40% possession. That don't matter, does it? Yeah, I know, I know, but that's what I mean. Like, teams are coming on us. And yeah. I think that's, you know, we've always said that. That's a good thing. You know, you don't, we don't want teams sitting back on us. You know, it just, we just don't do well when teams sit back on us. I mean, when we played Cambridge, I mean, you know, the possession that we had, you know, what was it, about 65? You know, we just couldn't break them down. The games that we've won, we haven't had the line of possession. And I think that's a good thing because it shows that the other team got the ball. You know, we're letting them come at us and then we get them on counter-attack. There is that, but I think this is, and this is what I mean, we need to put a marker down and we need to start breaking teams down. And that yeah. that means doing things that we did on Tuesday. That means late runs into the box. Fair enough, get the ball wide. But get players coming late in. That's where you'll get the goals from. Yeah. Simple as. You know, Paul Paul Warren admitted after his interview, you know, I, I, you know, we've got to learn to break teams down. I could come in here and go, Nick, how do we break teams down? Well, if you knew that, you should be coaching Derby. Yeah. It's a confidence there, doesn't it, as well? Exactly, yeah. Football is a confident sport at the end of the day. And if you've got confidence, it will just come naturally and you'll just do it. And it will just come. Definitely. Definitely. Guys, thank you so much uh, for coming on tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure having you both. Uh, Chris, I know you've listened. Uh, You're sacked. So, (laughs) 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 just just kidding. He shall be back next week. Thank you guys that have listened and sent in your questions. Remember to like, share and subscribe. Yeah, and hopefully we, we'll be coming back and we're talking about another win. Games are coming thick and fast. It's getting to be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday this month, isn't it? So plenty of travelling for you pair as well. You go, I take it you're going Nuts County as well. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for, are you going Exeter? Exeter's on a Tuesday night, isn't it, as well? Yeah. It came That's out a last time for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's why George's was like, yeah, no doubt that's cool. Get it. <laughs> it's only half an hour, only half an hour really. Well no, an hour really, right. wasn't it? Yeah. Really, so, yeah. Yeah. Needs to be done. So obviously loyal fans you see. That's what we like. That's what we like. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for your time tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Appreciate uh, it, mate. Yeah, so fingers crossed for another win and we can get that promotion train rolling once again. Um so yeah, thank you for listening. We shall see you again next time and as always. Come on, Darby.